everybody. Welcome to the Linux Cast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. Tyler, I tried to go out of order, my bad. <laughs> we do prepare for these things. I am the Lord of Terror. Diablo. Steve's obsessed, man. He's he's got an obsession. It's Diablo Four. He's he's not even here. He's listening to the soundtrack. He's he's got Diablo on his Steam Deck next to him. He's not gonna be very he's, present. He's only here physically. I mean, mentally, he's literally in Diablo. Diablo, form. Diablo is here. Hey guys, got, I'm Steve. I've got dogs barking outside. <laughs> All right. So if you guys are, have any clue what this is this is the linux cast this is going to be the most on point linux, linux cast blast. ever linux i'm blast. sure uh for those of you who are listening to the audio it's gonna be an entertaining show for you i'm sure but you know we're gonna we're gonna do something new that we haven't done before so when it was just tyler and i way back when we did a challenge called the bash challenge and it was fun um, that was when Terminal for Life was still around, and we knew he was going to review it afterwards, and that, that just made it even more fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was, but that that was has has to have been at least two years ago. We finally decided to do another challenge, and it was Tyler's turn to pick the challenge. So the challenge was to use CrunchBang Plus Plus for a week, and the the there was an, an addition on there, a proviso, uh, that we had to make a video about it. Now. Josh made a video about it. I'm making this video about it, so uh, if you ain't cheating, I made the trying. first video. You waited for a live stream, so therefore I think I win the challenge by default. There was no, who said there was gonna be any winners? Well, I think there's three winners on here. Steve's just the loser because <laughs> he's I been doing. Totally like 15 minutes in it. He hates window know. managers with a with a passion, but we'll talk about that. Anyways, technically speaking, you two are the only ones that. The, I mean, I never specifically stated a video. I just said you had to make. Well, actually, no, I did say you had to make a video about you, it. But yeah, you did. I mean, you can make the argument that a live stream is video. So yeah, you're doing it. So the, the, you two, the, you two are the ones who have done the challenge to completion. Uh, however, um, I shilled it out and made a ton of people on my Discord. I forced like twelve people into running Crunchbang. So, uh, just on sheer starting a virus, I think I win. I think I infected more people. <laughs> All right. So let's first talk about what Crunchbang is. So it is a nostalgia distro. Is what it is. Uh, and it runs open box. It's based on Debian, and it is. I'm hearing echoes all over the place. By the way, guys, <laughs> I don't is, know. Where... This is that's what I've been pointing at for the past five minutes. Mister Tyler has uh, yeah. audio bleeding into his mic. It's fixed. It, the WebRTC shouldn't be doing it, but I don't know. Uh, maybe if you no. were on Gentoo. Oh wait, you are on Gentoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Josh is cleverly pointing out the solution. <laughs> I know, but my dog ate all the cords to all my headphones, so that's not. Oh, right. Blame, blame Buddy. I'm sure it's Buddy's fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not even here to defend himself. Like we have so. wireless headphones, so what's supposed to? <laughs> anyway, hang on. Let let me let me browse uh, Zany's Amazon wish list. Let's see. Do I still have it bookmarked? Yes. Be no, I don't. My I don't ah. think I have any in my in my wish list, though. You probably don't. 
need to add that. Shit. <laughs> anyway, we've already gone off the rails. It's not even five minutes people, in. People, people, oh. I'm not, I'm not the loser here. There are no losers. It's just, uh, there's winners and I then cannot... there's Steve. No, sorry, Steve. there's Steve. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm just Steve. Wait, just a second. Wait, just a second. Zany. Yeah. Is your wish list no longer in your YouTube description? Yeah, I took it out because I haven't been using it. Well, because oh, well, most of the stuff on his wish list was still from when he was going to go live in Arizona in the woods or something. Well, I still am going to go do that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you, Tyler. Okay, That's I, why we I, love I you. pulled up an old video and I found it. Uh, there are no headphones on your wish list, so I can't buy you any headphones. Sorry. All good. It's all good. I'll, I'll put some AirPods. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we've reviewed Crunch Bang Plus Plus this week, guys, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. We have some thoughts on this, I'm sure. Uh, I want to go first because there are some things that I just want to say about it. So first of all, uh, if you've never used Openbox before, Openbox requires a little bit of mental gymnastics to get around what it is because especially if you're coming from a tiling window manager because it's technically a window manager but it's not a tiling window manager steve stop making fun of me <laughs> hey so i got dogs barking outside so i'm gonna go shut some uh i'm gonna go shut a window and a door and see if that quiet quiets it up okay <laughs> uh, but anyway so Openbox is a floating window manager and it is configured in a very special language called XML. Uh, and if you've ever, never used XML, think HTML, but more special. You know, <laughs> it's basically what it is. And the idea here, and I'm going to show this actually on camera, is that you can, you know, it's, it's a floating window manager just like you would see like in a kitty or a gnome or whatever the windows float by default and it has a menu system so it's much more in line with people who are more mouse focused and it is just very well done overall as a window manager right if, if you're not a tiling window manager person but you don't want to use a full desktop environment openbox is one of the best solutions i've always thought um but it is it takes some It takes some getting around to the configuration file because the configuration file is very special. But in terms of Crunch Bang Plus Plus for me, here's what I wanted to say: the default key bindings are not good. They're just they're they're not good. Uh, maybe I'm just too used to my own ways. But the, whoever did the I'm not sure if the you guys, you guys remember Openbox has been around for longer than I have been, so it's possible that these are like the default. I saw you type that V, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude. A month later, I'm still doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, anyways, I guarantee the first thing I'm gonna type in here is J. I, I'll forget and do J. <laughs> I almost guarantee. It. But anyways, the, the the this is the configuration file that you're seeing on screen. But the the default key bindings whoever coded them whoever put them in they're obsessed with the function keys like obsessed with the function keys <laughs> like like I, i've never used the function keys more than i have during this challenge like if, if in order to change between uh screens or desktops they come desktops in in, in open box you you use uh super and then the function keys and i was like that's, that just feels weird to me because I'm so used to super and the number keys. So that's my biggest takeaway from from it is that I had to go through and change all of the key, the key bindings. Um, 
But anyways, uh, Josh, you actually probably spent the most time on hardware with CrunchBake++. Why don't you tell us your thoughts? Uh, so uh, let's pull up. I've got CrunchBake set up right here on my laptop, which uh, is an old ThinkPad. Because, you know, if we're going to install Debian, it's got to be on an old ThinkPad system. Now, uh, as somebody that's been using Linux for probably longer than anybody else here, this is how, how everybody would configure OpenBox back pre-2010. Like, this, this is, like, old-school OpenBox. Like, uh, I, 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 Super T for, for a terminal, mm-hmm. that actually used to, that used to be a thing before, before mm-hmm. like, Ubuntu implemented the Control-Alt-T Control Alt-T. as yep. the default, default key, key binding. Super T actually used to be the default uh, terminal key does, binding for Ubuntu. What does Ubuntu use for control Super T now? Uh, I don't think it's bound to anything. Right anything? Now. Well, then why did they change it? That's dumb. All right, sorry. Yeah, but anyways, uh, and you know it. I think if if you're like some, if you've used OpenBox like forever ago. You you might find something familiar with this, but like uh, obviously, like uh, I I didn't really do much of anything to the distro, and uh, I've been able to like work with it perfectly fine. It's just that this is not how I would use OpenBox today, and uh, but other than that, I think it's perfectly fine. I actually uh, don't think that the setup of it is that bad. Uh, I like the I like where the tin tooth panel is i'd probably do some modifications of that to make the desktop uh implementations not so wide to take up the whole spot space yeah um and then i changed the key bindings but other than that it's fine obviously i changed the the, the gtk themes now the, is this still gtk2 is openbox still gtk2 uh openbox does not actually natively use the gtk toolkit tent 2 however however does what are but the boxes of it OpenBox uses the extended framework, uh, which is what XFCE used to be based on before they rebased the GTK. So this is even older. Yeah, it's yep. even older. Mm. Yep. And and because OpenBox is OpenBox, uh, OpenBox is the last remaining window manager or d- environment that still uses the extended framework, of which and uh, they were the last ones using it six years after it got deprecated. Okay, the reason why I ask is because they use the XFCE customized look and feel panel. Yeah, they they have. The they have the XFCE stack. That's what, primarily what OpenBox is using. Like I open up my file manager, that's Thunar. I op- uh, the only thing that's not XFCE is a terminal, which I found out after some some work around after after some work, I've determined that this is Terminator, which is, is it- not. Which by the way, if you're a window manager enthusiast from like ten years ago, this terminal was the shit. A lot if of you people- weren't using URXVT, you were using Terminator. A lot of people use Terminator. <laughs> Yeah, because it had a lot, had has a lot of features, or at least it 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 did. I'm not sure. Obviously, I haven't I'll used it in ages. Back. I'll be back. Because you yeah, can you uh, can split it, you can split it horizontally. Um, I think it has some Tmux features too. Yeah, it it does. It, it integrates with Tmux quite nicely for for a terminal, which not a whole lot of terminals actually integrate with uh Tmux Tmux the way that uh, you you a, a Tmux power user would actually use it, which uh, for the most part, what a lot of people do 
do if like they're a super heavy tmux user they'll install like a minimal terminal such as uh, alacrity with like basically next to nothing in the config but uh term terminator actually does have some default integrations with tmux if you were to actually install tmux that's it that's it crunchbang does not ship tmux it ships GNU screen which doesn't surprise me actually at all i'm actually surprised at how i mean my biggest takeaway from this guys is that it's just basically debian i mean there's not they didn't do a lot of changing here <laughs> i mean i mean that's <laughs> basically like what the, some of my video was like uh, uh, uh if you if you guys watch my video and you and you thought that i sounded extremely boring in that video that's because i actually was it's, well, it is one of those distros where if you're not like if you didn't use it back in the day, like I, I used it back in the day, like it's really fun until the nostalgia wears off. Or if you're especially if you're someone with like super modern hardware, like Debian is just it's not exciting because you have to do everything that would piss a Debian developer off to get a usable distribution. Either you have to pull a significant amount of stuff from backports, or you go onto the testing branch. Like, it's just, you don't run Debian stable. Like, well, Bookworm's probably going to change that, because now Bookworm is a thing. So, Debian's actually going to be... Well, it also depends sure. on how much you're willing to buy into, like, the Debian... The just, like, uh, how much you're willing to commit to actually running Debian stable. Uh, because, uh... Buster was perfectly fine for like the entire duration of its run. And then, uh, what was it? Bull Bullseye was perfectly fine for like the duration of its run. The only difference between Buster and, and Bullseye is that at the end of Bullseye's life, the version of Flatpak that they ship in Debian was so old that it could, that it could not run any modern Flatpaks. That's the only issue this time around. That said, well, the uh, suppose big thing is like hardware support. Just because yeah. Debian, towards the end of its life, it's so it's so out of date that most hardware you're having to pull from backports. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. So the, the biggest the, the biggest problem with Debian, of course, is finding the proper ISO. <laughs> okay. Well, that, 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 too. that, rem yeah. that remains the biggest problem with uh, with okay. with Debian. So okay, challenge accepted. We're going to see if I can find an ISO for Debian. So okay, no, 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 guys, hold on a second. He's gonna go to the front page and hit the download button and just prove that there's an ISO. That's not at all what I meant. Okay. I mean, it's right there. No. Okay. The first of all, like this one over here. They highlight the wrong thing. The deb, the link for the deb, the ISO is actually above the highlight. So you look at the highlight first, and by that time yeah, you've you already this one right. You've already passed the link to the ISO. The, the, the link to the ISO is right above that. Okay, but also yeah. that's not as of right now not the non-free, which is our, which everybody actually needs. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're talking about like uh, this one right here, AMD sixty-four. Oh. I would like an ISO. So I don't want to uh, pull a BD, CD, or DVD. I I think the DVD will be fine. Scroll down to the bottom. Oh, look, it's right there. Download. Why the Look fuck is it buried all the way down there? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of clicks. Definitely a lot of clicks. Oh, no, also, it's, it's also like, guy's been using Debian for Steam twenty Steam years, Steam and he, he knows how to get to the ISO. Congratulations, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, if a new user was trying still, to do that, proved our point though. Like <laughs> the download button for the non-free should be pretty easy. Like 
if you're just going to assume most people are going to have an AMD 64 and give them a direct click to it, why not also give them a, just a direct click to the non-free ISO AMD 64? Not that hard. Like, well, okay, so the good news is that they are changing. It. Once the actually should be today, honestly. Um, supposedly it already has. Well, obviously they the, haven't changed. The only the thing is, the only thing is that uh, Debian is a little sh- is a little slow to update the website that the ISO is available. However, if you start looking through like the repositories, you can find a Debian twelve ISO. Well. Okay, yeah, and I know that, but what I'm saying is that they're changing the website so that that download button actually links to, and they're including the, the non-free stuff in the ISO now. So that's going to... The, the, way, the, way, the way it works is it will not enable the, non, uh, the non-free unless it detects uh, you need them. Honestly, well, that's, I mean, and that's fine. That's, that's, that's perfectly okay. R- really, the whole point I'm, I, was, I always made when it comes to the non-free stuff for, for Debian is it, it just needs to work in the live environment or work through the, the installer. You know what I mean? Just that's literally all it needs to do so that you can't <clears> – <throat> if your installer won't launch because it doesn't have the proper drivers, then it's not a proper installer. And, and the, the thing about Debian always has been – is that there are always things. It is very hard to find anybody who's running hardware that is completely compatible with all non-free drivers. And you know, forget forget about GPUs. Just the Wi-Fi cards in most laptops will not run with non-free drivers. It's just the way it works. You know, well, it's, even modern CPUs they require uh, microcode. Uh, this chip I'm holding in my hand right here. Might be the Wi-Fi card that I had to pull out of the ThinkPad to get this this should actually have working Wi-Fi support. See, exactly what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's not that, guys. That's I mean, that's that is the Linux problem, right? That that has been a, a Linux problem since 1991. Okay, it's just the the, the been the way thing, and, that, and Debian is a lot of times it's not even a Linux problem, and it's an and it's an even more upstream problem. It's an upstream Libre problem. All right. Anyways, we got distracted there for again. Anyways, the the CrunchBang Plus Plus, it's basically Debian, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if they've basically taken Debian, put OpenBox on it, the weird weird thing I found was that some of the changes that they did make. So they did make some changes to the installer they changed they added the logo but left the debian logo for some reason not sure why uh, so they had both logos but also they removed uh, there was a couple pages that they moved so like in in the debian installer there's a page to set the root password there's not a, a yep. page there's not a page in the crunchbang plus plus installer to set the root password it just takes you to the user creation page um not sure why they i, I mean, that the page always does confuse a lot of people because you're supposed to leave it blank if you want your user to have pseudo privileges so maybe that's the reason why they removed it but that's just one of the small changes that they did make uh they they did change the like they added a grub wallpaper for crunchbake plus plus but left all the names as debian so it looks like you're booting into debian they've actually didn't and we know why they didn't change the neofetch because it would just overwrite it uh and then they changed like the reason why Josh had a problem knowing that the terminal was Terminator is because when you do a NeoFetch, it called it like X emulator I mean, terminal uh, or something. There, there, it, 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 the configuration in Terminator is set so that term, Terminator will identify it as X term, 
uh, and that's purely for like SSH connections because so, SSH connections, if it if uh, if the server you're remoting into does not know what terminal it does not know what your terminal is, it will completely screw up things like HTOP. Well, isn't it also for uh, some of the URXVT like compatibility, like uh, feature compatibility? So that that was something that oh. Terminator did, not CrunchBank plus plus. I'm I'm po- yeah, that, that's yeah, positive. Yeah, no, that's just Terminator. I'm that's positive Terminator. I've seen Terminator say Terminator in NeoFetch before by default, yeah, though. No, it's how it's it's how it's configured, uh, and it's again it, that's how you're supposed to set up. Well, not necessarily a terminal, but anything that's going to be SSH'd into. Like that's how you yeah. should set it up. So. Yeah, it, it's it's literally just for compatibility. Hmm. So Tyler, your thoughts on this? Uh, I used it when like like w- I used CrunchBang when there was no plus plus. Like the plus plus is like the follow up, keep the project alive, um, like series. Like I used CrunchBang back when it just was CrunchBang, and it was, I loved it because uh, I had, I went from just straight Ubuntu to CrunchBang, and uh, loved it. Like it was, it was really nice. I didn't have a, I never used like a really hyper configurable. Like I guess, like it's not really a desktop environment. It's just a pre-configured like window manager with a whole bunch of tools, but I mean, it is kind of a desktop environment. So I'd never used anything that was that configurable before, and I I really liked it. Um, I, I used it for a long time, and it was it was nice to be able to go back and use it again. It was very nostalgic. Um, I had a lot of hardware issues just because it's Debian, and Debian does not like super new hardware. Um, also had some issues because you know scaling uh on high dpi screens is not a great idea with x in general so but i mean it worked and i enjoyed it uh, i had a great time i got a whole bunch of people on discord to use it too most people said it was fine they just it's not what they prefer which i mean makes sense cuz it is it is truly a look into the past of how like uh, how a good open open box setup would have looked 10 years ago and i mean i mean I can, that's basically what i said use, you can definitely use it today but i i don't think it's what most people would want and also open box is not something that it's not something that i would recommend people to start trying to learn to configure because Pretty much nothing else is configured like OpenBox. No, so, I can't I think mean, of anything else that's configured in XML. It really, if you if you're wanting to run something like OpenBox, there's actually another. There's actually a couple other window managers that actually are configured in XML. Uh, a lot of them are not current. There's actually a Wayland compositor that's configured in XML. That's LabWC. Uh, uh, there's also Waybox, but that one's also been. You, you guys ever get abandoned. the feeling that Josh just makes stuff up because the rest of us don't know any better? No, no. <laughs> he would never do that, I truly, right? <laughs> I truly believe he knows this stuff. The the only sad part is, is like it makes me question how much sleep I get. I'm like, I'm like now, like I guess, I guess I don't need seven, eight hours of sleep every once in a while. Okay, okay. So, open box, black box, which 
which yes, you can configure black box with XML. Uh, let's see, LabWC, which I mentioned. And then there's another one from like way back in the day, not Fluxbox. I'm thinking maybe Win- Windowmaker. Uh, back when I actually used a config- configuration file, I used the XML. I don't think it was that one, but I I, I know DT ch- checked it out in his series. Like there was another one that did it with XML, but yeah. that's been a long time ago. Yeah, I can't I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. That's why I'm currently working through Window Manager project, where by the end of that project, we will have reviewed every single Window Manager that anybody can find. If if you guys see a video on my channel that's titled the Window Manager Manager project project, and you know of a Window Manager I haven't covered yet, put it in the comments of that video because what for one thing that's engagement gives me, and that makes the YouTube algorithm love me. Which by the way, uh, hit subscribe and hit. Hit, hit subscribe while you're here on this channel and on my channel. Uh, ignore the other guys. They, they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hardly post, so I, oh, I don't take wait, any... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Matt, I'm not, I'm not sure the audience knows how to find us. I don't know how That's to find true. us either. I'm not ready for the contact information yet. <laughs> oh, okay. It was a nice transition, <laughs> but you got to warn a fella. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, um... Actually, before we jump into the kind, any idea, any re- so there's a couple things that I didn't like. Okay, I wanted to talk talk about these. So first of all, in your home directory inside CrunchBang, they have some weird folders. Uh, temp and bin are both uh, not hidden folders here. They're they're plain sight. Also, they have ones called uh, backup. And what would bother me most of this is that they didn't capitalized any of the words <laughs> yes i'm just so that one yeah, with me too i'm so used to seeing those all being capitalized also um if you were to use this and you had any like scripts or whatever that dealt with the pictures folder they don't call it pictures they call it images um the fuck <laughs> like don't do this to me um no i th- that can't that's not by the way a debian thing um debian uses the proper xorg or uh, XDG stuff, so XD, XDG DERS. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really understand why they made those choices. It's really th- those things. Just really, I'm, I'm sitting here staring at him like, that's not okay. Proper. Do you know why? I'm sure Josh is about to explain it to me. Yep. Because this is how people used to set this stuff up ten years ago. Uh, that's really why. Well, that's idiotic. I was probably <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, what what they what they did here is that is they actually changed all the variables. Uh, as you might see here, the wallpaper that the, is this gray screen that you're staring at is actually a symlink <coughs> is actually symlinked. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there are some templates in here for some scripts and stuff like that. But whatever. But anyways, the reason why they're doing it like this is pe- is because this is how people ten years ago. Used to configure their home directory because you know they didn't want to hit that capital letter when when they wanted to CD into something. That's really it. It's just dri- it's driving my OCD nuts. Well, thankfully, thankfully you can change that, or you can just run like xcd dg users update. Just run that. Uh, which, by the way, obviously it didn't work this time around. That was the most anticlimactic thing ever. You're like, and, uh, yeah, whoops. Uh, yep. yeah, so Never mind. apparently Never mind. it wasn't working. 
Uh, by the way, if you guys are curious as to why my screen looks bad, it's because uh, Matt is capturing my is because I'm not using a screen share in Discord. Uh, how Matt captures uh, th this window is he's is that we're in a four person panel and he and he just zooms in on it. Basically, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not doing a screen share because I'm doing I'm because I control Discord using WebSockets. Also, you can, I couldn't I couldn't use the web share anyways because I have all the transforms the way they're supposed to be. So, anyways, so yeah. before we jump into uh, Steve and talking a little bit about why he doesn't like Window Manager and the rest of us trying to convince him to try something that is good, um, which we will do here in just a minute, let's talk about contact information. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so in any number of ways. The best way is to head on over to the website, which is the linuxcast.org. There you'll find previous episodes along with a whole bunch of blog posts and other stuff. And uh, it's it's an awesome website, if I do say so myself. Uh, I, I put a lot of work into it. Actually, I didn't. Uh, some, I didn't put any work into it at all. <laughs> J Dog more work into your website than my website. To J be with you. J Dog did all the work. Okay, he, he's <laughs> awesome. So, um, anyways, you can head on over there. Check out check out the the website where you'll find all that stuff. You can uh, follow Steve. He's on YouTube. He is. Um, I'm doing this all without anything in front of me. By the way, YouTube.com/slash zero G zero G, yeah, I think zero so. Linux. Zero Linux. Zero Linux. <laughs> the problem is he uses a different damn name on every single platform. It drives me, <laughs> and I can't remember. He has so many names. Uh, anyways, at Zero Linux with a X, not a Z. Uh, you can also find all of his other stuff. I'll give that link here in a minute. Josh is at tenleyj.com/stalker. Tyler has a YouTube channel. He doesn't know how to use it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com slash ZanyOG is, is his URL to, to go over there, subscribe to him. The funniest thing, the funniest story, I just want to tell this, is that he got a shout out from Mental Outlaw about OpenBSD about a week after he stopped using OpenBSD. <laughs> yeah, that one killed me. Like, that one was just like, it was the worst timing because I got hit with a wave of people like, oh, dude, I'm installing OpenBSD. I could use your help. So, uh, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't actually oh, use, he called you a hacker and everything, man. Dude, like, no, I got so many people asking me for help and I'm like, dude, I don't, uh, uh like, I mean, I used it. It's good, but like, I'm back to using Linux now. I mean, could be worse. You could be root BSD who doesn't even post on YouTube anymore. Uh, well, I mean, I've pretty much, I've pretty much gone the root BSD route. I don't I barely find this stuff. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, you can email us at email at the linuxcast.org. You can find all of this contact information at the linuxcast.org slash contact. Uh, where there, there you'll find links to all of our shiz, all of our stuff. Uh, and it, it's all wonderful. You should click on all the links. Follow all of us. I'm, I'm on Mastodon. I'm on Odyssey. I got a, uh, I got a PeerTube. Uh, instance that's not mine obviously but i post most recent videos there uh, til vid so you can if you want, want to deal with the youtube nonsense you can go to those places and subscribe uh, or you can just hit the subscribe button right here on youtube it's the big red gigantic honking button right below all of our faces hit that subscribe button hit the like button if you haven't already even though this is probably our worst podcast ever i'm just pointing that out there. what do you mean it's our it's worst the best. it's the best Actually, i'm having fun I heard oh, that the audience loves Tangent Cast. Well, we, we just had no plan for how we were going to do this. And we just jumped in. Um, yeah. Which is and? That's the most natural thing about it. I love it. Look, okay. I've been gone for a while. I'm just excited to come in here and chill with the boys. Yeah. You know? Like, all right. All right. Just a good time. The boys. 
cowboy. We're going to hear now from Steve, the most anti-window manager person on the planet. So, Steve, without a frilly yeah. accent, please, <laughs> which, which you tell us why you don't like window managers. I, I'm very interested. Cause, first of all, I was very rude to you. Before you jump in, I want to apologize because I was rude to you by – Telling you that you should like window managers and trying to force you into it. No, it is, it is all okay. It is all okay. It's all okay. <laughs> he can't not do okay. the accent. He, he can't not do the accent. Okay. Maybe, maybe what we hear normally is his accent, and that's actually his real voice. He's just it's true. That is true, dude. Has he been psyoping us this entire time? It's entirely possible. For all you know, he. For all you know, he might just speak perfect Serbian. Uh, oh, oh my god i was right dude, i totally uh, understood that man <laughs> I, I totally got that you don't know the zohan oh dude oh, come on now that famous hairdresser come on man everyone knows the zohan. come on now well anyways uh I've steve lost complete control steve, okay okay you, you okay, have okay. some very choice words for uh for this distro so let's that hear them it is it is very nice. It's very good. Not tell don't us what you really friends. think. And don't lie to your friends. Give us your real okay. opinion. You want the truth? Okay, I tell yes. you the truth. The truth is window managers suck. <laughs> they can go rot in hell and I wanna see them or use them again. Uh you can you, you cannot pry any desktop environment out of my dead cold hands by window managers. I'll be happy to go. Uh, throw in hell and the bottomless pit of hell. On a serious note, it was a good distro. It's just I'm not comfortable with uh, with window managers. Did dig into it. Did install it on. I'm doing the uh, Josh thing right now. Did install it on an SSD on bare metal, because I wanted to go all in, not knowing it was a window manager. Well, uh, the guys here told me Crunchbag Plus Plus is good. You should try. Yes. But, uh, uh, I uh, booted it up. The installer was your usual Debian installer, and like Matt said, kept the, they they had their logo and the Debian logo. Confusion, 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 confusion. No root, no whatever. I'm like, it failed seven times to install Grub for some whatever reason. Because maybe there is Windows on another drive. Maybe. Uh, but when I, when I finally got it to install, I did select the XFS file system because XFS me equal. Uh, so got to the desktop and I, I got greeted with this wonderful little terminal window. Do you want to install this? Do you want to install that? Do you want to install yep. this? Do you want to install that? I reached a point where they started talking about server things. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, 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 yes, 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 until it was done. You just said yes to everything? Yeah. I was like, I don't know window manager, so might as well act like a total Linux noob. So let's do this. Okay, that that X that first of all that welcome screen is not a, a window manager thing. That's all Crunchbase plus plus. No, I'm not saying it's a window manager thing. Uh, there are desktop environments with that, uh, aka Garuda, but with GUIs rather than a terminal. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
the the thing of it is I loved its simplicity and how quick it was. It was flying. It was like I installed Windows 98 on modern hardware. Okay, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. You do have to give it even more credit for it being fast because this man installed the Apache web server and all the stuff in the <laughs> yeah, back. Like, he's got lamp <laughs> going on in the background. <laughs> it is nice that it allows you to install a lamp stack for whatever reason you would have for a lamp stack on your desktop system. Yeah. Don't know what lamp stack is. Don't know what yeah. Apache is. It's, I don't know. Uh, Apache Indians? To make it an... Apache Indians? Boo, 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 boo. Let, okay. Let's see. If I, let's They're see so if I getting canceled, this. by the way. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We've got Apache mail server, PHP. I forget what L stands for. There is, no, there is only mail server, no female server? Dude, I know. It's kind of messed up like that. Mm. I agree. I don't know. Even... I mean, Emacs has a package called Woo Man. Okay, good. So, <laughs> I told so that I was I was talking to Josh, and I was like, "How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this? How do you do that?" I was looking for, literally, I didn't know it was a window manager. I was going into it expecting it to be a desktop environment of some sort. I started looking for an app menu. I started looking for a, a latte doc like doc. I started looking for uh, desktop desktop environment kind of things like uh, how do you open the file manager? How do you do this? How do you... he would have yeah, been much he... better off if Conky was set to auto start? Like, if, it, it was if... there. It was there on the desktop. I could see, but who in their right mind puts dark gray on light gray text? Mm, true, dude. I love that color scheme back at the. All right, wait, hold on. We do have to, you do have to understand. Back in the day, our screens were not nearly as high resolution as they are now. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. I was coming to that. That actually makes it worse, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> color scheme makes it worse. I was getting to that. I was getting to that. <laughs> Damn it. That was not very smart. Nick, I need my thick glasses to read the text. <laughs> this, this. I was like, you put... Dark gray on light gray, and re uh, the the scaling is out of whack. Yeah. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia, madre de dios. Uh, then <laughs> I, uh, I, I, argument. I like it. Started wanting to to install something called Flatpak. Then it tell me no Flatpak. Wait, is Flatpak not supported? Uh, it's remember, not it, out it, of the box. It, you know, it's bull. It's bulls. It's bullseye, and bullseye at this point doesn't have a flat pack that really works. Josh told us about that oh. like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, uh, the pack, yeah so, uh, the don't you guys market. listen to Josh? He's the teacher here. You guys got to listen Look, to him. To be honest, <laughs> I thought he was talking about his fedora stuff. I thought he was talking about his silver blue crap. So, like, oh, they broke, they broke flat pack like on so, fedora. So, That's nice. So I installed flat pack, and it tell me no flat pack in the pass. Yeah, that happens. As to, to 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 Wizard of Oz, where? Yeah, uh, because of the version of uh, Flatpak that Debian Bullseye is shipping, that's that's that, that's the version of Flatpak where after you install it, you actually have to reboot the system. Then it will work. You have to reboot the system and add yep. to pass. You yeah, have you, to add you to have pass to add first. There's a, there's a yeah. lot of distributions that don't come with Flatpak out of the box that you have to add their the things to and, path. And, and you have to add the repo. You have yeah. to add the repo, not only install the package, but then I st started installing my packages from Flathub, and then I could not see some packages in the right-click app potato ketchup and thingy majiki you call a menu in the right-click. <laughs>
So I I could not find anything. Install, install, spend two hours installing, and then I get what? Nothing in the in the menu app menu. I call app menu. It's not up. It's in the right click. But okay, we say okay. Find no apps. Then I say, uh, ask Josh, what is this? Oh, it's open box window manager. As soon as he said that, that hard disk was taken out of the system and thrown on the desk. Yeah. See, if you give it more of a try, I think you put it. But I think that. What I said before is that this is a bad representation for uh, someone to start off on a window manager. It's just, it's not intuitive. The, it's not well. Don't I'm, give me no window current. manager, no matter how easy it is, because I don't like to deal with something called configuration files. I'm telling you, man. You make your own distro, man. Th this, guy this guy publishes his own Archbase distribution. <laughs> yeah, but on, I man. don't deal with code. I do drag, drop, drag, drop. Copy paste. Something, something. Somebody wrote a bash script to install your distro for you. <laughs> Somebody else did, not me. You should. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to come up with a challenge for Steve. I want him to use Archcraft. Like, actually use the Archcraft open box. Did. I did. I did. I did. You never have Aldi gave it to me. Aldi gave it to me. He <laughs> told me. And we worked together on, uh, on Calamares. What is this? You think I don't know about Archcraft? Archcraft no, is one of my favorite. I'm it's just one saying, of my favorite. It uses Openbox. One of my favorite to look at, not to use. Oh, okay. <laughs> it actually it has even has, even has a dock. I mean, just for Steve. Oh, that I like. That it, I like. And he uses Latte. He uses Latte. He used to use Latte, but now he switched because he said Latte person die. Uh, no, uh, leave project. <laughs> Leave project, oh. so I switch. I use normal doc, Planko, or whatever it is. Jump up So Planko. I think we're going to end up having a rule where, like, we're going to have, like, we're going to have limits on the amount of Diablo 4 ones allowed to take in before they come to a podcast. <laughs> no, so, no, too. this is not related to Diablo 4. I am, All right, if I we have am to have being a rule like that, we have, to, we have to make a rule about 0 AD before, uh, uh, before podcast day. I, I, and you know what, Josh? I think we should. Because y'all delinquents had me up all freaking night playing Zero AD. Hey, man. Hey, man. I was excited to have somebody to talk to at 5 in the morning. <laughs> okay, I wasn't. On, on a serious note, I just want to say that I really like the way it, uh, this distro brings nostalgia uh, uh, to the table. Uh, it's just I've had a lot of... Uh, because the first thing I tried to do is I need to install my NVIDIA drivers, <laughs> and I'm like, it's Debian. Okay, here we go. And that's pre, that predates the non-free ISOs available in Bookworm today. <laughs> I'm like, what is one to do? What is one to do? Then I thought to myself, why waste time? I need to work on Zero Linux. Only reason I didn't give it a, lo a lot of time is because I had the Wayland script to write because people were on my ass about this. Uh, and I really appreciate that they were on my ass. Without them, I, uh, Zero Linux wouldn't be what it is today. It's because I need to be pushed. And, uh, and how should I say? Um, well, uh, threatened at some point in, in a good way, not in a bad way. Uh, but uh, I finally. Uh, did create, uh, write the script, and Jesse, my co-host on my podcast, just confirmed that my script works for Wayland because he has single monitor. Uh, 
but for multiple monitors it's impossible and unfortunately it's it's an entire mess on its own when it comes to Wayland but my script works flawless might I add uh I, yeah, I had to spend time on these things, so I didn't have really much time to spend on CrunchBang and crack my skull against it. I'm not saying window managers really suck. They are beautiful window managers, as we have a, f a fanboy here over here that can prove it. Hyperland is one of the best, if not the best, wind Wayland window managers compositors out there. And I do agree, because I saw someone... On Matt's server, Discord, Discord server, uh, showing off rainbow animation <laughs> on all his windows. Uh, I'm like, what? I'll put, I'll turn that into a blue and purple. But other, otherwise, I love that. Just waiting for a desktop environment that uh, that has all that and is super Wayland compatible that Josh before the podcast told us that it it might be coming if it comes uh forget zero linux kde spin uh, a kde flagship that'll be the flagship so that's kind something of something animated window borders somebody wants them that, hold on that's I, kind of the messed up part like uh, about hyperland in general and this goes back to what we were talking about before about just Josh having like knowledge that just he shouldn't have, like he has just for absolutely no reason. He's like, from the NSA, I'm pretty sure. Using Hyperland at the time. And he was like, he was like looking, like I was sharing my desktop. He was like, dude, don't you want animated borders? Like, you know, that's a thing you could just do. And he showed me how to add it to my config. He didn't even use it at the time. He was just like, eh, you know. Like, yeah, but so when I saw it on Matt's server, I was like, "Dude, the first desktop okay. uh, desktop okay. environment who uses that, I'm I'm switching to." Zany, the only reason I knew about the animated borders was because literally the night before, I spent like three and a half hours figuring out what the heck a bezier curve was. That way, I could set that up. <laughs> <laughs> but but I swear to you guys, it, it, the net the the first desktop environment that comes with the Wayland stuff with the Hyperland stuff throwing KDE out the window, I'm switching to that because is that is boner uh guaranteed kind of desktop. It's awesome. Like I got I gotta be honest, Hyperland alone is really awesome, but like if you I'm just messed it guy. and like <laughs> prepackaged it with a pre-configured bar, uh pre-configured like notification system um, you know, just like a few nice, nice bits and bobs, like an optional dock that you can turn like, on. Like a Hyperland version of like Regolith or something. That's what you're talking about. Like, uh, like I'm a, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking more along the lines, the QT based sub environment with, Hyper, uh, with Hyperland stuff in it. Eh, I don't know. Like, QT, QT are way more customizable than GTK. Which brings me to something, and I know it's a small tad tangent, but I I feel I at need, this point who cares? <laughs> I yeah. feel I, I it needs to be said because uh, I love and respect, and I'm showing true love to to the GNOME developers because they did something in GNOME 44.2 that I never thought possible. Uh, GNOME 44.2 specifically this version, they pushed the update online. I know the arch maintainer does not push everything online when it comes to gnome uh that's another story but 
performance on GNOME 42 just took, uh, it spiked up to, to, to infinity. What they do? They know, enabled they the hardware acceleration. Enabled hardware. Well, that okay? That's a given. Wait, they, wait hold full, on. Full shell hardware acceleration. Yes. Why was it not enabled already? Reasons. Because it was. It was. It's actually largely legacy uh, reasons. Uh, Basically, a lot of technical debt was put into it, and uh, they were still working on porting the GNOME Shell session itself to GTK4. So uh, prior to GNOME 44.2, your your the shell itself, basically like the top panel and then like the overview window and all that, that was still GTK3. That was not GTK4 yet. But now it's GTK4. It's hardware. See, this is what I'm talking about. He just has knowledge that he should not have. (laughs) So basically, once they unlocked the hardware acceleration, because when I I have zero zero G on this SSD that I switched to, I I put it on this one because it says V for victory. Uh, But uh, I moved my mouse. I was like, whoa, my mouse jumped from here to there in a blink of an eye. Whereas before, I had to do at least two. I have a trackball. I had to do D, D for it to move twice. Out once and it jumps. And I was like, and the animation is so smooth. Yep. Today, I enabled Wayland via my script because I, I, my script works for KDE and GNOME. Did enabled Wayland on GNOME. Most wonderful experience I've ever had on something I have until today been calling not ready yet, not ready yet. Not ready yet. Well, on GNOME, the daily driver. Even daily on driver. Hyperland, if you if you would finally give Hyperland a chance with it's a the window Nvidia manager, patches, it's not something I would use. I, oh, it's not a window manager; it's a compositor. Well, and yes, there is a difference. <laughs> so uh, I I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed GNOME, but for the love of God, the love of God, when you a user comes mention Twitter or on social media that hey it's my Unix born uh, screenshot of GNOME modified GNOME made it look beautiful one of the one GTK random GTK developer not GNOME related just a random GTK developer attacks that person for Doing, going as far as to theming a GTK apps and GTK the, the GNOME shell and whatever, attack that person, think them they stole, they robbed them of their identity. Not the right way to go about it. Don't well, let I, mean, that that's, stuff. I think that's been. I think that's how we all know. Yeah, GTK but what I'm saying cool. is, don't let that stop you from using something that works. I was going to quit using GNOME because that person attacked me. Well, this is this is something that I think we we all have acknowledged. Like, just okay, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this kind of behavior. I'm new to this kind of behavior. There is a segment of the GNOME community, whether they be maintainers or not, or like people that happen to develop GNOME themed applications, that absolutely think that you should never theme anything because GNOME. There was a blog post. From a gnome developer that said, "Themes are inherently broken, uh, and don't, don't use my themes. app. Don't, now, don't theme my app. Don't, obviously, don't theme, don't none of them app. actually read the don't theme my app website. The don't theme my app website, which, by the way, Matt, if you can pull it up for us and 
look at this beautiful website. It is a work of art. But anyways, uh, if we look at this website, it clearly says distribution maintainers and distribution developers don't theme my app. It does not say anything about users. Users, exactly. Users are not perfectly fine to, th- yeah. to theme GNOME. Yeah, but I wasn't, and, and the, the thing that I explained to that random GTK person was like, you look at 0G, it does not theme any app. It does not use any themes. It's live white or dark. Um, and in my video, I did not mention to users, hey, users, go theme your apps, uh, your GNOME apps or your GNOME. I said, if you are going to use, uh, uh, to apply themes to uh, Libadwaita and GTK4 apps, GNOME, you're free to do so. This is how you do it correctly. That's all I did in my video. And get slam-basted by, by this random two-follower, three-follower GTK uh, developer. I didn't let that stop me from using GNOME. I'm using GNOME, and the best experience I ever had on a desktop environment, better than KDE, and I will swear by it. Uh, even though I am a KDE shill, Nicolo, I will forever root for KDE, but we need to be realistic here, and we need to touch grass and acknowledge that because GNOME Follow the Unix philosophy of do one thing and do it good. That's why their desktop environment works. EDE, they're doing a lot of things everywhere. So it's normal for instability to creep up in the desktop environment. I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. I'm just saying that it's so spread out. I think it's inherent differences in their design. Like GNOME, (laughs) it's just about... GNOME is literally just about GTK and their desktop. And they're doing it good. And I can can say for a fact, because uh, I uh, I talked to a lot of theme developers. I went into this rabbit hole. I talked to to Eliva Lara, the creator of Dracula, uh, Katpuchin, and those uh, sweet and all those famous themes. uh, Who are like, we... We bypass limitations because we believe in the freedom of a user uh, being able to use their and customize their oper- their desktop environment or window manager the way they are desired. There should not be limitations. If people want limitations, they should go to Apple or Windows. So I agree with them uh, to a certain degree, but not totally. Because when it comes to GNOME, uh, it was not meant to be completely customized and messed with because I'm using it as is with Lipid White at Dark. I'm not theming it and I haven't touched it. Not a single issue. I have a VM. I used Layen Dark from uh, Vince Luce. The system is not behaving correctly. There's a lot of delay. There's uh, a lot of... Uh, skip frames because there are layers because what are themes the themes are layers on top of the actual original layer replacements it's uh, css replacement scss replacements that's where i where i know scss from because the new libet vita it uses scss 
Well, the oh. new GTK, it's not just redrawn over a layer. It, it actually replaces it. It replaces yeah, it, the base color. But it, no, yeah. it intercepts the call and then it, and, it intercepts uh, the call. Yeah, that's yep. what I wanted to say. It intercepts the call. That's why they replace they sim link uh, the assets folder instead of u- using the original one. They replace the original one with a sim link goes to their version that replaces the original. Uh, so. That's what theme developers need to do to theme uh, Libertwaita apps, but not everyone. Here's another thing. I was told by one of the theme developers, asked him, why didn't you update your theme? He was uh, like, uh, we'll only support up to GTK3. I will not touch Libertwaita with a 10-foot pole. Well, there's a lot of GTK developers that don't want to do it because it's much more difficult. Not only much more difficult, they don't want to deal with the GNOME developers. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why Pop OS and and the budgie developers are leaving GTK behind. Yeah, um, because because if you, the way GTK is going is is the way GTK wants to go, and if you don't want to go that direction, then you shouldn't use it. Um, there are other, obviously other options, but a lot but, of you you, but, you notice they're not none of them are choosing QT because QT has its own problems. So. Qt is an it's in a league of its own. It's not something, and I don't like to criticize Qt because I use Qt on KDE, uh, but uh, they're getting better. Uh, KDE is getting less and less buggy, but not at the pace of GNOME. Uh, they need longer time, a longer period to get to if they ever get to <laughs> the right. stability so of GNOME. <laughs> I want to tell us. I want to tell a small story. So I made that video about the new tiling that is in uh, Plasma. And oh, yeah. I was yeah, very, yeah. very critical critical of it because it, it just feels blatantly unfinished, right? Um, and I just called it bad. Like it, I, that's what I call it. it. Was I said it was bad? And the number of people in the comment section that said, "Oh, this is just beta. This is their first try. This is beta software," and it just struck me as completely like it made me just pause for a minute because five point two seven is an LTS version of Plasma. So those people who are telling me that this this feature is a beta piece of software in an LTS just drive like what? What? Did you see Nicolo's reply to you? No. I, I, what did Nicolo, Nicolo he he replied to me and because I replied to Matt uh, saying that uh, the uh, it's advancing too fast and they're taking too many things under their wings causing a little bit of instability and then uh, and it takes for I said it uh, something along the lines it takes them forever to fix. Then Nicolo, the developer of, uh, behind the uh, latte panel and the tiling uh, part of the tiling and uh, other things that he's working on for QT6, he comes at us. He was like, "I don't like to hear such bullshit. It's disrespectful." Oh, I'm you're talking about like, that well, thread on 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 Mastodon. Yeah, I completely ignored the, the stuff on Mastodon. I'm talking about yeah. mostly in the in the YouTube comments because I was just I was so very surprised at the no, response the to that YouTube video. Comments, his response was good, but on Mastodon it was different. Yeah. Um. Anyways, disrespectful, like bro, but it's true. Like it's critical. It's a, a constructive criticism. Exactly. He like, saw it as uh, disrespectful. I was like, dude. But we're, this is KDE we're talking about. You're one of the developers. You you should know. How, um, but then I remembered one thing. I remembered that he's one of the developers and he uses Debian. He doesn't touch Arch. There is a discrepancy here because Arch is one thing and Debian is another. 
arch is uh, ships different dependencies for some packages. Whereas he has full control over all the dependencies on KDE Neon because it's the mother ship for KDE. Uh, that's that's no, it's still what now. That's, well, that's not an argument. I'm always saying still many bugs and well, all I, these new features. The, the thing is, is like we say, we say that KDE has a ton of bugs, and it's true. But they can't, they can't help it. You, you can't add that many features and then not have a whole bunch of uh, of bugs. It's just, it's just the nature open, of the, uh, the, the difference between GNOME and KDE is very simple. Open, close. Yeah. Very simple. Opinionated, closed. Open. Open arms. We accept everything and anything with open arms. Mm -hmm. Oh, by being here's this is my argument. Why do you think people use Apple so much? Mac OS and Apple. That's why the Apple makes money because more people use Apple laptops than normal laptops. Why? Because it does what it's supposed to do. It's boring for us tinkerers. Yes, market share wouldn't really agree with you that more people use Apple laptops than Windows laptops. Yeah. <laughs> the, the more eld, uh, people, uh, well, people who just want things done, use Apple devices. People tinkerers like us, we we are growing in numbers. That's uh, not true. Most, yes, no, are. no. Apple is mainly in. used by audio engineers and then people no, who no. don't who, know any better who, and hey, hey, go hey, into video. I have no problem. So, I was in Dubai. In Dubai, there Josh. was not a single soul that didn't have a MacBook. Josh, well, that's, well, a, that's only because MacBooks are status symbols. So there's really, there's realistically... Go ahead, Josh. There are realistically three people that use Apple devices. One is oh. the person that wants to buy a $2,000 Facebook machine because they hear Apple products are good. Yes. Yeah, the other one is the developer that doesn't realize that Linux is a thing that people actually use. The third thing yeah. is a media content creator who who uh, thinks that they have to use Apple because that's all because the the only tools that they ever learned were from Apple products. I mean, well, I'm there sure is, there's a there is there's like a audio engineers and like sound sound producers let's, like let's people like that. There are people who legitimately yeah. like Apple, and that's fine. So we don't want to we don't want to discount the people who yeah. actually like uh, to use Apple and Mac OS and and stuff uh, like that. Apple and Mac OS, I'll tell you the, the but simple. The vast majority of people, guys, stable. buy a three hundred dollar or four hundred dollar laptop from Best Buy. It runs Windows. Okay. <laughs> that, that said, that said, there, uh, the Apple, Apple for like content creation or media creation in general, uh, they they have historically always had a an amazing audio stack. And that's why that's why it's so popular in media. That said, I think that Linux with Pipewire is going to catch up to them eventually. Eventually, eventually. but it won't be fast because yeah. no, Pipewire be is yeah. not able to compete right now. No. Like, trust me when I say my buddy about killed me when I tried to get him to sit down and use Pipewire, Wire Plumber, and like a patch. I wasn't using the same patch bay program you use, but like I can't even remember what it was called. But like, right, so I was like the, the back end for, for oh, audio no. on Linux may catch up, but it's not going to get anywhere near where Apple is until the software comes around with it. Oh. Some of the DAWs and stuff that people use and stuff like that that only work on on Mac OS, you're going to have to have some of that stuff on Linux. It's just, and right now it's just not there. There are some DAWs on hard, Linux, hard. don't get me wrong, but a lot of the things that people really truly rely on um, just Guess aren't what? on Linux. Uh, Guess what? It's the no Adobe Apple problem. 
Now Apple is working on their own version of Proton, announced in WWDC 23. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the only problem though is, is I can guarantee you one thing: their version is not just going to be compatible. Like it, it won't okay. just be like Proton, and developers will have to be involved. Now, as somebody that watched WWDC and paid some attention to it, it sucked. Apple, ass. Apple's Apple's version of Proton is just for testing. It is not for actual production use. So no, not yet, not a- yet, not Apple. Yet. No, they straight up advertised it as a dev tool for helping you port your application to macOS. That's what they said. That's how they advertise it. That is one hundred percent of their and then, sales. And part. then they literally proceed to to get uh, Yoshi Yokohama or whatever his name is to talk the last about of, it. From yeah. the, from the last from the last of us uh, to talk about it so uh i think so, something bigger at play here uh no but, no that's it's it's literally just for porting over applicate like you'll port, you'll have to, porting applications and games and games well, well no no guys, yeah no guys, we're definitely talking about games proton works but. on mac os already if i'm not mistaken steve's steam's version of proton works on mac os i mean I, yes I'm, I'm, so I mean, it's not as if there's anything new. I mean, this is just them trying to get more native games on yes. macOS. Yeah. Um, the problem, you know, Macs have been super powerful gaming machines. Oh, no, 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 no. See, here's the problem. <laughs> there I know is, game developers, and no game developer wants to port over to Mac for the same reason they don't want to port over to Linux. Linux. Like yeah, the was, the user the user volume is so low that if they do port it out, all right, this is uh so true with Linux or Mac. Every game developer who's <laughs> ever supported those platforms will tell you as soon as they switch over to them, they're the smallest portion of their player base. Yet they yes, report the most tickets out of the entire well, player base. Okay, so that's not okay. So I have a comment about that. There's not the reason why that's true is because Linux users are much more likely to report a bug than a Windows user is. It's just because we're so used to doing so, you know. Well, when, but it's when, also the same when, with Mac. Mac's when, the same way. Yeah, I, I, I think porting a net a. a or our game to Mac is so rare. I mean, it happens actually more often on Linux than it does on Mac. I at least I, I, that's just the impression that I get. The the the, the three versus one Apple hate cast. <laughs> I don't hate Apple. I like I like Apple just fine. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't use a Mac. That's just because the hardware is expensive. Um, I don't want to spend three thousand dollars on on a. Why do you think I have a MacBook? Because I got it for two hundred bucks. Like I, I lust That's after. The only reason I, I lust one. after the 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 Mac Studio. I want one of those things. I've always wanted a Mac Pro. Like back in the day, like I was in love with the trash can Mac Pro. I wanted oh, yeah. one desperately. Um, <laughs> Ooh, you saw the red one that got sold for a million bucks. <laughs> it just could never afford it. It's just too expensive. So that's that's my thoughts on on Mac. So here here's the last thing I, I want to say about the conversation we just had. The, the whole um, VR thing that Apple just announced. Um, I'm very no, interested. Please. please don't get there. Don't get there. I'm going to yell and scream at you. 
Don't don't if you yell and scream at me. He's gonna yell and scream at me because I'm not because I'm not convinced that's gonna be a game changer whatsoever. Oh, it's not gonna be a game changer. It's gonna be ho- it's it's <laughs> my my what I would just wanted if you guys would have just let me finish, I would have just asked when do you guys think Mozilla's gonna make one? <laughs> so that's all I was gonna ask say. Because <laughs> Mozilla does all anything that they think is going to create the next big splash AI metaverse, you know, they have to create their own version of it. Yes, um, that is true. But the Apple, right, well, the, 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 know, Apple the Apple thing you, is just—it's uh, uh, a step, uh, uh, one more step towards the Matrix. I I fully believe if if Mozilla announces a VR headset, I fully believe that we as a community can come together and full on siege their headquarters <laughs> and let's raid their headquarters. This is unacceptable. I think it if they make more a VR like, headset I, and waste Google's money on another craptastic product. I swear we're going to take Zor- them down. Mozilla in general has a horrible history with hardware. Well, no, I don't think that's why I think I don't think it would be a hardware. I think they would. Wasn't there a Mozilla phone at some point? Yeah, yep. there was. Um, yeah, I think instead bad. it would be them creating like a virtual OS. Like it'd be the OS that they'd want other people to use on their hardware. I think that's more likely the way that it would go. There was a Mozilla OS as well on the o- 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 Mozilla phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, there Firefox was. OS was, was a thing. Firefox OS. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was not good. <laughs> okay. It was yeah, not it was good. terrible. <laughs> like, like it, it's weird from a, from a company that actually make software that they thought that bringing that out to market was a good idea um and in fact the old website is still around firefoxosdevices.org i just checked it's still alive (laughs) i can't believe they still own the url honestly i don't know if they still own the url but the website's still up for the win okay can we all agree that it's actually upsetting that they're wasting like it feels like it feels like with watching Mozilla and their projects, it feels like watching a company that you once loved um, be like be taken over by the mafia and just blow their money on like <laughs> essentially the tech equivalent of like hookers, like in drugs. So, what are they doing? Honestly, Firefox OS and the Firefox phone, I still think was ultimately a good idea. I I, I do think that it was a good idea. It's just that the way that they implemented it of targeting, you know, just those African markets where it's just like nobody, nobody, nobody's ever heard of or used a cell phone before. Just a uh, straight, straight up was the wrong market to release into. Well, well should... the way the, the way their OS was, it was like Android easy mode. Well, OK, so first of all, the, 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 the U.S. market here is so hard to get into because of all the carrier nonsense. But where they should have. So like. I don't know if you guys have known this, but like the biggest market for Firefox is Brazil, right? If they yeah. released it in Brazil, they had a thing because Firefox is huge there for whatever reason. I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure the, there is the a only reason. reason the only reason they didn't ship to Brazil is because Brazil has some of the highest tariffs in the world for yeah. import for product imports. It's actually insane. Like, uh, if you want to buy anything that's not made in Brazil in Brazil, it's gonna there's like a 130 percent markup in on some in some markets is it's just well, crazy guys we're kind of uh, kind of like shooting off the topic here because here's the thing no <laughs> we, matter what their whole plan with the devices and everything was never going to function because they never there was never a plan for how it made profit 
Like, okay, yeah. So you are are you making money on the end product? No, or your margin is razor thin. So no profit Apple, there. Same with Apple uh, products. Where are yeah. you? What markets are you dumping this into? Um, well impoverished markets which is good to get them online and like possibly get them educated like that's good that's that that's a good thing but again no profit so that doesn't that doesn't i don't for a business that doesn't make sense i don't blame um, firefox for this because it is it is astonishingly hard for any third party to come out and create a phone with their own operating system that isn't android that isn't ios so uh amazon tried Facebook tried, uh, Canonical tried. tried, Microsoft tried, you know, Firefox tried. Like literally, these are all major multi-billion dollar corporations all tried their own operating system bringing out their own phone. I mean, hell, Microsoft bought Nokia and they still couldn't make it work. And Nokia has been around since the 1800s. Well, you know, the thing is that that was a, that was also a different age. I actually think that if somebody came out with like a third party phone platform and it handled like voice calls and and uh that's expensive. All that is expensive. All that is well, expensive. To, doesn't to run. doesn't well, MIMO still exist? Like, like MIMO MIMO does, does still exist. But I think that if the Firefox phone was to actually come out today and actually ship on a reasonable device, you know, like something, something maybe a lot like super awesome, like uh, you know, like my my like my Samsung phone, but maybe something a little bit more powerful than like this Pine phone that I have. You know, like maybe like Pine Pine phone Pro Plus. Uh, you know, so, something with like reasonable phone hardware. It doesn't have to be like super high end or su or like super super maybe modern mid range. Maybe try with the OnePlus like Cyanogen mod tried. Yeah, so, something like that. If they would ship on a on a reasonable hardware platform, that you know it. Of course, it's pro something like that's probably not going to be like fully open source or completely completely libre. But you know, I think that fi a Firefox phone today could actually make valid sense and could, and people would actually buy it because people these days are actually buying dumb phones again. Yeah. Especially all, in, the market, uh, in the market. As here. somebody that has actually used Firefox OS because, you know, they somebody ported it to a, a Nexus 5. I guess who had a Nexus 5 at the time. Oh, God. So yeah. I, I did use Firefox for a little Firefox OS for a little bit. It was actually basically just dumb phone plus. It's basically just like glorified feature phone. Uh, I've got to, I'm going to bring something up since you're mentioning uh, dumb phones. I, I watched uh, a while ago, uh, I think uh, close to a year ago, where uh, Chris Titus Tech tried to switch back to a dumb phone. Uh, and he's been on it until today, or until recently. Uh, dumb phones today work, especially in, 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 a, in yeah. po poverish uh, markets like mine. Uh, dumb phones make sense uh, and I think and today I'm going to say something I today I no longer want to travel anywhere I want to stay in Lebanon why? because of Apple's keynote I saw how uh, people are giving up their lives just for the sake of convenience uh, over here they would like to but they can't because the market is not the right one and we have the current economical crash uh, the biggest yeah. in history I, I, in our history. I'm pretty much in agreement. We over here in the West, in the U.S., we're pretty sold out for convenience. Uh, I mean, I literally hate my iPhone, but I cannot 
I cannot, like, I couldn't go back to a different phone. Like, it's got too many freaking features. Also, like, here's here's how much of a um, a slave I am to my convenience. Like, I'm so, I've gotten to the point now where I'm so dumb, I cannot, like, not use the maps. I have to. I have to use the maps to go we become dependent. We become town. dependent. We become dependent yeah. for the sake for the sake of convenience. That well, WWDC also, like, opened my eyes. The the thing the problem though is is like without this, I have to go back to like using like open maps or something like that where I've got to download it, manage my my stuff, and it's just like yeah. I've definitely you, you know what I did. You know what I did. There's one shot, so, sorry Josh, but there's one shot that, that I saw in a video uh, that I shared on Mastodon. There's one shot that got to me and it got to me uh, at the core. Got me at the core. Uh, uh, it's a shot of Mark Zuckerberg walking down the aisle in, in a theater. Everyone was wearing his Oculus Quest or whatever on their face. Everybody was wearing it. It was like, Hey Wally, I remember you. I remember those big, uh, big guys and women on uh, on those hovering hovercrafts who didn't, because of uh, gravity, didn't know that walking was a thing. They forgot that walking was a thing. So, uh, I that flashed me back right there, and I was like, "Oh, video opened my eyes." And WWDC even wider with this uh, thing they call uh, Apple, whatever they call it. So, uh, dude, no. See, the th- the problem is with the Apple VR headset. I was like, oh, this could be a game changer. This is this is kind of wild. Everyone's gonna have a VR headset. And then when they announce the price, I'm like, thirty five hundred dollars? Are you out of your freaking mind? Get out of here, bitch! Come on now. The thing that got me about it was that they they advertised watching a movie on it, and then came out with a battery pack that only lasts two hours. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like you do. Uh, like, like, come on, man. I guess I'm not watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> or avatar yeah. like, like, or av- avatar avatar is like three hours long and that's the one that they advertised you can even watch the whole thing on the battery pack <laughs> yeah I, I watched it recently avatar but it, the, the 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 thing that even got me even worse was when they showed the woman and they showed her spinning the uh the digital crown yes. on the thing yes and, and it was shutting down the real world more and more and more i didn't see it like a positive thing i saw it i saw it as I'm losing uh, touch with the real world more and more and more and more and more until I become I lose touch completely with the real I'll world. I'll be honest I become... with you. I kind of want to watch. I kind of want to rewatch the Matrix after watching that keynote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All well, right. See, like that's that's kind of the problem with all of this like new VR shit. It's like it's cool, but at the same time, there's also this kind of like um, there's an undeniable existential threat to it <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, dystopian future. Dystopian future. But that's anyways, uh, to rewind about the like the things that we used to do before we got smartphones. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I I, I went to an old an oldie by a goodie to find some directions. I went to uh, the good old reliable MapQuest to and oh. I and I printed out directions on how to get to a destination. First of all, can we just pause and think for a minute that MapQuest is still online? Um, I didn't, I didn't even know they were still paying for hosting. Do, do, do you know how MapQuest is still alive? No. Who owns it now? It was owned by Yahoo there for a long time. I think Yahoo still owns it, first of all. But the reason why MapQuest is still alive is because they, is because they are selling their map data 
do Google for Google Maps. Oh. Makes sense. Just, I was totally expecting and, uh, to break they, like, and at this point, at this point, the only reason they're still alive is because of the royalties. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue because cl- that was the thing to use back when GeoCities was a thing. <laughs> um, did you Even guys? After. Did you guys know that someone's bringing back GeoCities? I, I saw this unless I made it up in my mind. Somebody was actually bringing it back. Um, I don't know what it, it was. Isn't isn't MySpace still alive? MySpace is still it's a it's a band thing now. It's for music. Um, it's Dude, like Napster. MySpace, where all of the cool kids are. <laughs> they had they and had it still, a, and it still looks like the way it looked when it shut down. Uh, I actually don't think that it ever shut yeah, down. I think it was still on. Uh, speaking speaking of GeoCities, uh, I think the Internet Archive is 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 the one you were talking about, Matt. No, there was somebody came out like like a new version that people could actually sign up and create new sites for. Um, I saw it announced. I think it's uh, it's built by Google. It's called Google Spaces. I mean, they Google had an option for it. I I don't think yeah. that this this was it. There's one, there's one called Neo Cities, but I don't think that that's what I was thinking of. Well, Google is shutting down yet another product. It's uh, My Pages. I think it was called my pages where you could create websites and host them by google now they're shutting that down send me a message because i am a member of uh, i'm a paid member of google because i use the gmail on my own domain uh oh they say they keep bombarding me with do you want to migrate your your my pages data do you want to migrate your my i have no my page data i never built a website on that thing why are you sending me a message myspace is a free music or a, a music platform now it's yeah. no longer a social media network. yeah it's just what, what am me- i gonna do how i'm gonna meet all my cool friends it's just me you guys, are, you guys remember foursquare <laughs> oh it's oh. neo cities thanks chat I, I don't know yeah i think that might be the one that i was thinking of but it doesn't matter like, guys we let's go ahead and this is the this is like a t- Tyler didn't we do a topic last year right before Christmas where we had no topic at all all we did was yeah. sit in bullshit for like two hours that's basically yeah. this episode <laughs> I mean yeah. if, if it helps oh, it any that, that basically was- is like the review of Crunchbang plus plus from all of us where it's just like yeah it's just Debian with with, with open box and like yeah no. there's really nothing unique here and uh, Matt and I was serious when I told you I am on Debian, but I am on Bullseye, uh, not Bullseye. I am on uh, sort of bookworm? Debian. Uh, no, Bookworm, not yet. I'm waiting for. Or excuse the me, as Josh would say, Bookworm. The the book the. Uh, but website uh, still hasn't been updated. By the way, it's still eleven. Yeah, it's still eleven dot seven. But uh, the uh, I'm on a Debian distro. I'm not going to tell you which one it is because. I'm getting off of it as, as it's soon as spiral we're Linux. <laughs> so, I've used spiral uh, before. It's not bad. No, it. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna get off of it as soon as possible because uh, I'm talking to you guys without NVIDIA driver. Uh, speaking of getting off of things as soon as possible, mm-hmm. right after this stream, there's gonna be an emergency episode of Distro Hacking because I forgot what day it was last uh, yesterday. That's, that should be that should be fun to watch. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the thingies of the week. So, uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. Well, obviously, because uh, you know, 
picks of the week or apps of the week are trademarked. We call these things thingies of the week because we can't think of anything. Uh, I didn't. Super I didn't do the bit because I wanted awesome. to get us out of here by five o'clock. Oh, you're welcome. But anyways, <laughs> uh, my thingy is is the world's most exciting thing ever because you know, speaking of a blast from the past, guys, I present to you Newsflash. It's an RSS reader, and you can see that I've already got some article updates. But why am I talking about Newsflash? Because New- Newsflash has this wonderful thing that that uh, not not a whole lot of RSS readers seem to do, and that is native and actually working Nextcloud sync, which means and because you know I self-host my own Nextcloud instance, which by the way, the the, the three of you full access to it. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, make 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 my ten dollars a month justified more, please. But anyways, <laughs> uh. It it is it it is proper working sync the way that I actually want it to work like it it it, it not only syncs like the article downloads but it, but it syncs the position that that uh, I last left the well, the article nice. in uh, it syncs the read status of of the article not only have from a, this I have a question also, for you about, about yeah. this Josh does it format the posts correctly does it put the videos in the center when they should be in the center and does a format yes. everything correctly? Yes. However, there, there's a trick to that because it's also dependent on the, how the website uh, has has their uh, markup language set up. Because you know it's not always raw HTML anymore. Sometimes it's JavaScript, yeah, and uh, RSS and JavaScript that. don't always get along. No, Feedly is one of the worst ones. Yeah, but it. I honestly do think that it does a better job better job than feedly does uh that said i haven't used feedly in like the past six years so i'm i might be a little bit a little bit dated on that opinion but i only use feedly for one for one reason and one reason only for pirated game websites rss feeds my my <laughs> podcast this week is so getting demonetized that's twice the piracy where it came up that's awesome <laughs> or at least one of them at, at least that one's not going to get su- get you sued by Nintendo. You guys are going to owe me like three dollars and fifty cents. You're going to bankrupt me, man! Please don't do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? You owe us fifteen dollars because you bet about Audacity not picking up the right source. <laughs> all, right. Okay. Uh, all right. By the way, I I think I made a video on Newsflash before. I think it's a good that's a really good uh, pick there, Josh. Thank you for that. Uh, Steve, your thingy of the week. Diablo oh god 4. lord i shouldn't have even asked <laughs> reason it's diablo 4 because it is because I, i've been playing diablo since the day it was released in 1997 i'm the, yeah that dates me uh but uh yeah i i, I love that series i hated the diablo time Immortal. you were born tyler uh, <laughs> tyler yeah uh but uh the uh the, the Diablo Immortal was the worst one of them all. I didn't touch that with a ten foot pole because it was all about money making and monetizing. It was they they have since fixed it. I guess uh, they came up with a uh, with an announcement. Where, but I don't play mobile uh, Diablo on mobile. Uh, so when I installed it, first thing I did, I bought it and I bought the digital deluxe edition to get early access. It cost me eighty nine ninety nine. <clears throat> the most expensive game I ever bought. I, uh, I installed it, downloaded it, and installed it directly on the Steam Deck. It had its quirks, where it rebooted my Steam Deck every now and again because of optimization issues. Uh, 
but I can confirm they fixed it because on the podcast, as the guys were talking about the Shingaman Bum Bum Boomba Linux distro, uh, I had uh, I was enjoying it on the Steam Deck, uh, and that area got fixed. It's no longer kicking me out. So there was a 200 meg update, uh, but it ran on the Steam Deck 40 FPS flawless at medium setting. So I was like, they optimized it for the Steam Deck out of the gate because mm. you get the buttons, uh, indi- button indicator, what each button does, what you open your inventory and stuff like that. Uh, graphically, I played it on the desktop, of course, because here on the Steam Deck, you have to set it to medium. So the high res texture pack that downloads with the game is a waste of space. I played it on the desktop. I my jaw dropped to the floor. I couldn't I, I couldn't pick up my jaw because the graphics were beyond stunning. You know the, the game. best part about the about Microsoft acquiring Activision is that maybe they'll bring Diablo and all those games and stuff to Steam. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that, no, that's no, what everyone no, is hoping for. No, no more, no more stupid Blizzard BS. I think the more likely they agree that the launcher store. is the worst. Well, no, they bring. I mean, they have Halo on Steam, so I'm assuming. I mean. <laughs> I, but then it comes to Steam first. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Ex- I'm not expecting first. it. I'm not expecting it to come first. I'm just eventually somewhere down the line. It would be nice to be able to download, you know, Overwatch or Hearthstone or, or uh, you know, Diablo from Steam. That'd be cool. I mean, you'd think yeah. they'd want to make that extra money eventually too. Yeah, yeah but uh, Diablo Four comes with a major flaw. You can't stop playing it. <laughs> no, it's it's more major than that. The single player story is an afterthought. Oh, that's a shame. This this time around, because they concentrated on uh, people online playing and yeah. doing the PvP S- and the single whatever, player whatever. stories are going the way of the dodo. It's just that's the way it's it is. Unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It's the way. Because... So you remember, Call of Duty used to have like that was like the focus was the single player story. Now it's all about multiplayer. Yeah, and and the fact that. They're using, uh, uh, so some people call it woke, but they're uh, they're ad- they're using uh, women actresses and whatever to sell the product, uh, and and even the 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 big baddie of the game is Lilith, and sure. she's not she she's not scary one bit. She talks with a very mild voice, and she. Yeah, she's hot. She got big booba, like you know. Uh, yeah, double, this double, is what they're yeah. using to to. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell did the game go? Where it's, the story it's go? Be, it's gonna be another ten years till game developers are like, you know what? Let's make like, like, scary villains again, because like right now, what's just in is making like really hot villains, or really just yeah. every character being hot. Because let's be the honest, whole, the if whole you're story to skins. They need to be yeah. hot. If you're trying to whole, if you're trying to get some some guy to pay twenty bucks for a skin, it's got to be it's got to be a pretty hot skin. I mean, let's just be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 the whole story in Diablo Four is like give in, give in to your sin, give in to your sin. I'm like, that's the only lines that Lilith uh, says throughout the whole game in different shapes or forms, but that's the only thing she says throughout the hey, game. The no game scary. What now? It's so it's, it's what really sold to me was the microtransactions that pop up every three minutes. 
No, no more, no more uh, uh, transactions. They relegated that to a tab called the shop. You you only go there when you're desperate for for money to buy things, for silver to buy things. They relegated it to one tab. You you can uh, ignore it completely. Okay. And in the game, there's there's only one good part of the game. It's gold plentiful. Like every guy you you kill will give you like 20, 30, 40, even 100 gold. So okay. you're never going to... It's not a blatant have... cash grab. No. no. But the story well, I mean, other bad. than it being $100 for the pack, that's actually worth it. Because sure, you could pay 60, 70 bucks for the base version, but you don't get shit with that. It's it, You might as well be getting spit on by the developers. Yeah, the, that and the, and the fact that the story is non-existent. It's almost yeah. non-existent. Like, I don't, I don't understand how we've gotten to a point in gaming where it's just accepted that games are going to remove like one-third of the features out of the game and then charge you an extra 30 40 bucks on top of the base game for that that's did, wild did judge just did josh just say rest in peace to the unabomber in the chat <laughs> i did because i because you know i, really I, I went happened. to go back and close the what? new slash window and i saw an article where he died today and he was 81 so it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you're thinking no 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 guys, this this podcast has got to end sometime, please. <laughs> Tyler, your thingy of the week, please. Mine is um it's the like one of the nicest features of Linux and Josh knows knows about it. I'm sure plenty of people in chat do as well. But not the blender screen, but the fact that I'm showing it off. L4, L2 loopback using uh using the nice obs virtual cam features it's really nice it, it is genuinely nice to be able to switch back and forth from a webcam and sharing your screen and um tyler uh, would you do me a big favor like you and i are friends right <laughs> would you do me a favor and find your youtube password so you can make a video on how to do that oh yeah uh me and me and josh could be would be more than happy to do that because the only reason this bitch works is because Josh was willing to hold my hand throughout the entire process because I was I was ready to I was there was at one point where I was genuinely ready to go out into my yard pick up a rock and walk in and just smash my computer to bits I was like I was oh I looked at the I looked at the documentation many times in order to figure out how to do that, and it just makes me stare at it dumbly. I almost start to drool because my IQ just bleeds out of my ears. Um. Okay. So, so Matt, what distro are you on right now? Open Sousa Tumbleweed. Okay. uh, I will make a video right after this podcast, right before right before emergency distro hacking on how to on how to enable that on OpenSUSE Tumbleweed, and I'll upload it. That way, you can watch it on Thursday at two p.m. because it's the only time I ever upload. Okay, that's cool. Hold on, boys. I have the most podcaster thing that I've got to do right now. Mom, shut up. I'm on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't think I want to do my thing. I think we need to end there. (laughs) I think that needs to be the way. You're the rising channel. You got to do your thingy. Yeah, okay. So my pick 
last time we did a podcast was Pywall, and now I'm going to do one that goes with it. So if you use Pywall, which you should if you're in a window manager and you want to theme your window manager automatically based on your wallpaper, it is amazing. Um, but also there's a tool called Pywall Fox, and you install it, you start the daemon, and it will change your Firefox theme to match your Pywall colors. It is awesome i mean it's like so freaking good um because one of the things like so i used to create all of my own themes right like i spent a lot of time making videos about creating my own themes and one of the hardest things to do is finding a firefox theme that goes with a pre-created theme like there are obviously dozens and hundreds of thousands of themes or whatever on the Firefox store, but finding one that goes with it, and you always have to set it manually. Now you can, there are ways of getting around that you can change the GTK theme if you set it for automatic GTK theme, but that means that a GTK, GTK theme has to exist. This is automatic, and you can just issue a command inside of the terminal to get Firefox to update the theme. So every time, I just wrote a script, so it'll change the wallpaper, it'll change the piewall, it, it, it does the piewall color scheme, it restarts Qtile, and it issues the command to reset the Firefox uh, theme as well. It's awesome. So if you, like I said, if, if you are at all into theming your window manager, look into Pywall, look into Pywall Fox. Um, my next challenge is, what the hell is it called? It's it's called a Themix and uh, Omox, O-O-M-O-X. There is a way to get Pywall. Themix, which used to be called Umox. Yeah, they're they're together. So I don't, I I haven't gotten into it at all. So I don't know anything about it yet. All I know is supposedly there's a way to use it with Pywall, which means that your GTK themes will also take on the color scheme. So, um, yeah, that's that's my my thing of the but, week. The, the, but but does it work with Libadwaita? You couldn't get me to touch Gnome with a ten foot pole. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Josh, like, look, Josh, I, I need you to talk some sense into Matt over here. We and Steve, I know you've probably had some conversations with Matt now that you're a GNOME user as well behind the scenes. But I, we all need Josh to just come out and say it. He's having a deep, passionate love affair with GNOME behind the scenes. He doesn't want anyone to know about it, but it's fine. It's totally I okay. Mean, I'm using... The most gnome stack of gnome stacks. You guys might see that I have a Firefox window open, but I'm not using Firefox as my daily web browser. Uh, in fact, uh, my last video was not recorded using OBS Studio. Uh, my last video was actually recorded using Cheese and Pipewire with some Pipewire magic. But anyways, uh, uh, th I am using an almost 100% full gnome stack. And I'll be honest with you, Epiphany is actually a usable web browser. It's not the greatest, it's not the fastest, but it's usable. That's that's the important part. I still won't use GNOME. And I'm not having so, a... Actually, Josh hold on, is trying hold to... On. Come on, now, Matt, come on, if man. You want I, your... tell you, I tell you to get Matt out and be public about his love affair with GNOME, and you're over here talking about how Epiphany is like going to get a participation trophy? Come hold on, on. There, there, there's There's more to this. Uh, you guys might have, you guys might remember that uh, we've mentioned this app application a while ago called Gradients, right? Gradients is Pywall on fucking steroids with Epiphany, because not only will not only will Gradients affect your shell, your GTK, and it 
theme, but it will also affect your wallpaper and it can affect the the uh, rendered dark mode on websites, too. That's pretty cool. Yes. I made a video about gradients. It's fine. It's not pie wall. It's not a window manager. It's GNOME. No. Like it's, okay, yeah. Matt. Matt, no. the same way, the same, the same way you won't touch GNOME with a ten foot pole is way I won't touch a, a window manager. Usually, Steve, pole. we're much more in sync than this. Is what, what usually we're, we're very much more in sync with this. But this is where we're opposites. All right. Uh, anyways, that is holy hell the podcast. Um, <laughs> it, we forgot yeah. the podcast. <laughs> uh, that was not the Linux cast. That was Rantcast. Yeah, we or you know just four dudes hanging out. We had some. We had a time. We, we'll, we'll be back to doing the news next week, where it's a, where it's much more. Normally, we think that our normal structure is not actually structured. This was just proving us wrong. <laughs> we'll yeah. go back to the normal structure next week. Uh, if you want to watch us live, and I assure you that you do, because we're much more entertaining live and in color, you can do so on the LinuxCast YouTube channel, youtube.com slash LinuxCast. We record live every Saturday around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That is the time where we go live. We usually then go for about two hours or so. Dang um, it, Matt, you broke my color. Man. I'm just, I'm getting trolled at this point in my, I'm on my own podcast. You guys, don't even, it's like, <laughs> like I'm not even liked anymore. Uh, any, anyways, head on over to the YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Give us a, a subscribe. Really appreciate it. Before I go, I should take a moment to thank my current patrons. Thanks to everybody who does support me on Patreon at patreoncom linuxcast You guys are awesome. There's some like horns going on in the background as a celebratory. Some, somebody's getting married. Uh, well, ma- mazel tov. Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> that's, a, that, that's the end of it. Thanks, everybody, for wa- watching. Uh, thanks, everybody, who supports me on Patreon. You guys are awesome. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Kids. Bye. Bye.